0: This is the Draft Prospect Review Podcast on Patriots.com Radio. Welcome to the NFL Draft. The Draft Prospect Review Podcast is your source for all the latest news and information on the NFL Draft.
1: The New England Patriots like.
0: Now, here to preview the running backs, the writers of Patriots.com.
1: Back here at Gillette Stadium for the Draft Podcast Review, we're going to talk about running backs today. A little bit more of a glamour position, although not first-round glamour if you want to go by the recent NFL draft history. Uh, but there are some guys in this draft, one in particular, that's getting a lot of buzz uh, around New England. Um, and running back is always one of those polarizing positions. Don't, don't say that too, too fast. Polarizing. You pop your peas and sound silly. But Bijan Robinson out of Texas is a guy um, that a lot of people really – I haven't really heard anybody who's not very high in this prospect – the, the the debate comes with if you take him, how early do you take him and how much of an impact does he have on your team? And some people, some of the higher-profile draft Knicks have mocked him to the Patriots at 14. So I want to talk about B. John Robinson first. I'll let you guys go at it, and then I want to talk about realistic Everybody else. (laughs) Expectations for the Patriots. So let's talk about Bijan Robinson.
2: Well, I think a lot of us were just, you know, surprised to see people mocking him to the Patriots. I mean, it's a mockery. Yeah, it's a mockery. (laughs) But he's, you know, he's an outstanding player. So when you say just generally, what does the Patriots offense need? I think they need playmakers. They need guys who can do special things. I don't think they have, you know, any of those guys really right now. So in that regard, I I guess I understand it. But I think you're just going to get to the point in the draft where someone will take him mid first round, late first round, somewhere in there. And everyone will be like, well. They got to steal. They got to steal because they were willing to get. You know what will it actually look like on the field. How reliant on that player will they become? Will they become? You know the Giants with we'll Saquon early. Will they become the Derrick Henry kind of dependent Titans? We'll see. But I think he'll he'll make a really great addition to some team, and, and he'll have an he'll have an impact. He'll change the dynamic of an offense uh, somewhere along that
0: line. I mean he's a beast, but do you really need him? Like you don't want to end up in a situation where you have the fifth year option and you're stuck with this great player, but you know you kind of hampered your future with him. But I mean as Mike said, he'd be great anywhere he goes. So,
3: Yeah, I just don't think the Patriots are in a position to make a pick like this. If this was the dynasty era Patriots and Tom Brady was still here and they still had the roster all figured out and everything and they wanted to add Bijan Robinson as the cherry on top yeah. to everything the else, then that's Fantastic! I I would be all for it. It's similar to how the Niners traded for Christian McCaffrey, right? They have everything else, but they just needed that one more thing to kind of get them over the top, so they went out and got McCaffrey. The Patriots have too many immediate holes at other positions on this roster that we've talked about ad nauseum for six months it feels like now that it just – doesn't make much sense from a positional value standpoint to take Bijan. i would also mention you mentioned derrick henry's titans i think that's the model of what you maybe hope to become if yeah. you are going to center it all around a running back and is that really is that really the direction that we all want them to take the team in and all will want them to take the offense in where you're so heavily reliant on the running back being dominant and and running for 2,000 yards and then making your play action passing game ridiculous and all these types of things that went into those Titans teams I
2: just I just can't help but imagine like what he would do with the bills you know a team that hasn't really looked interested in running the ball hasn't and all of a sudden, they've got a running game that's going to that would totally change their dynamic yeah. so in a team like that he's a great fit and I and it makes total sense to me
1: yeah see I, I look at him as um the way Evan said with McCaffrey it, it, you know for the, that team that has one missing piece and whether that's a if, if that's a running back then then fine and and I can this is one of those where like I I often sort of clap back against the uh well he he wouldn't have been he wouldn't have worked for the Patriots But this is one that I think is accurate in that regard. I think he'd be a really good player no matter where he goes. We all just – you know, I I agree with everything you guys just said. But for the Patriots, they need more than just another, you know, running back. They need a lot of stuff to get more dynamic on offense. And another team might get him, and it might put him over the top, whether it's Buffalo. I mean, I I think they kind of want to turn it over to James Cook and have uh, Damian Harris be their, their little short yardage guy and maybe be more productive in the red zone. But, you know, if he goes to, like, a Kansas City or or gives him a a different dimension, and I could see it now. I can hear, like, my boys on my shows, you know, like, the Patriots couldn't have used a guy like that or whatever. (laughs) Um, It's not the same. It's not the same. I think a really good offense that's looking for one piece, Corey Dillon in '04, 4 Right. Totally. (laughs) You know, like, it works. But I don't think it's necessarily going to have the same impact I think you'd be a great player for the Patriots with Ramondre Stevenson. Don't think it would have the same impact. I'd rather see if they're gonna go for a back, Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. I, I think a little bit later, you know, now maybe he doesn't go that much later. Maybe he's a first round pick too and you can't get him. But I, I think if yeah. you're gonna get a running back, you know me you know my feelings on running backs in general. You know, do that on your own. I, time.
2: I, I I love Gibbs. I think he's such a player you have to keep in mind. Um, you know, we talked so much about Zay Flowers and you know, slot guys, just match up pieces and you know, he's a running back, yeah. But I also think with Bill O'Brien, knowing what he can do, he's a matchup piece, too. And it may be, you know, maybe more versatile than, like, a James White could be, but could be, not that they want a three-down running back, but could be, you know, that kind of player that could impact the game in so right. many different ways that he could play with. So with Gibbs, for me, that's what's most intriguing of, all right, hey, we didn't get one of the top slot receivers. You know, if you can't get, say, flowers, is it really? Do you really go down to, like, the
1: Josh Downses of the world? Or do you consider somebody like Gibbs? I, I think that's a conversation. So let have. me just set you guys – I'm going to set the table for you guys and let it rip for, you know, the next five minutes or so. Um, that's the high-end running backs that are available. I think we all agree really good players, probably not the smartest picks for the Patriots at 14. So we. Ramondre Stevenson, year three, he's the guy. They clearly need some help for him. Last year we saw him wear down – toward the end when Damian Harris wasn't available. They need to replace Damian Harris. They have James Robinson, some sketchy injury history there, so not necessarily a guy that you you rely on. They have two young guys in Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong. Okay? Running back is probably a secondary need. Can we all agree on that? Yep, yes. Okay, so... How early are you guys willing to take a running back and then give me some examples of guys that, that maybe catch your eye? I have one guy who I absolutely love. I'll save him if you guys don't mention him.
3: So I, I think I, I've had one rule about running back since this Bijan stuff came out, and that is it just can't be the first pick in the draft. I, I can't I can't stomach that. <laughs> if they take a running back with the first pick in the draft, I'm out. Now – If they take Jameer Gibbs with their second pick in the draft, then I'm okay with that. But I actually think that there is a slight chance. I'm not saying it's a a high chance. I think there's a slight chance that Jameer Gibbs is the first running back off the board because his ability in the passing game and his speed – He's just a different kind of back than Bijan Robinson. Robinson's the type of guy. He's a Derrick Henry. He's going to have to carry the ball 300 times a year to really maximize his impact. Whereas a guy like Jameer Gibbs is kind of like what Mike was talking about. Is just a, a matchup weapon that you find space for him, and he's going to make big plays happen. A little bit more of a 2023 running back than Bijan is, yeah. and I, I think there's a chance that a team that is very, very pass heavy like a Kansas City or like a Cincinnati or like a Buffalo that doesn't necessarily look at their roster and say, We're gonna run it fifty fifty. Uh we're gonna try to throw it still. I could see Gibbs being that type of guy. He's got one of the best you know, he he goes zero to sixty faster than anybody I, I've seen in a long time. You know, he's got that ability to just put his foot in the ground and go. Now if you wanna talk about the other running backs, I, I think there's a couple that, that stand out um in that middle round area, you know, maybe the third to the fifth. Let's call it. Uh, Tajay Spears from Tulane's a fun player. Uh, I think he's. That's a, my guy. Yeah. I think he's a little bit Dion Lewisy. Uh, maybe a I, little bit bigger. I love him. Yeah, he, I absolutely love him. He was great at the Senior Bowl. Uh, he's got that jump cut ability to just make guys miss in the hole, and uh, just there's just evidence of him just making guys. Flat out whiff, you know. I, in the phone, whiff. I
2: watched him in the Senior Bowl. He had one where it was like a ninety degree cut. It was yeah. like he just stopped and then he was going right, like you can believe it. And believe I think it he- or
1: not, I watched him play for Tulane, <laughs> yeah. and, and the guy is in- incredible. It's yeah. not the most, uh, it's not the most talented team, and I watched them play against teams that I thought were more skilled. Central Florida a little bit. Um, it, I think Houston, maybe Cincinnati. Um, I'm not sure if I saw. It, Saw that one um but central Florida definitely, and he just carries the, he carries the offense he's a small guy, but he can catch passes uh he'd be the guy that I would look for yeah. um you know in the middle somewhere in the middle of the draft, if you could get him in the fourth round, might be. Yeah, might be a little so last year that was when the lucky. running
3: on running backs happened was in the fourth round that's when the Patriots drafted Pierre Strong and uh Damon Pierce uh out in Houston like that's when that whole run started and I think a guy like Spears is probably going to be the first one in that that run I think Roshan Johnson from Texas who's Bijan's backup has a lot of the the same running qualities as Bijan. he just doesn't bring it in the passing game like Bijan does uh so he's somebody that if they w- wanted to truly replace damian harris's skill set in the offense i think johnson has also a chance uh, to be a better pro because he's gonna get more opportunities as a bro uh, and then there's a couple of other guys later but those are the two guys that i would say in those in the fourth round when there's that run at running backs like there seems to be every draft now uh spears roshan johnson uh, i think those guys are, are guys that stand out well, some T- guys. Yeah, i yeah. really
0: i think fourth round fifth round is a sweet spot just you know get good value there. Uh, Eric Gray and Kenny McIntosh. Mac- McIntosh, 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 they yeah, really McIntosh. stick out to me. Yeah. Uh, McIntosh, the thing with him is he was stuck behind a lot of stars at Georgia, so I think there's a lot of untapped potential there. And Eric Gray, uh, Boomer Sooner, you know, just very clean out of the backfield, icy, can catch the ball, and I really think that's what the Patriots need back there.
2: I think that's what I look at Look at is, is you know, guys who have some receiving ability is as much as, you know, Ty Montgomery coming back, seemed like, you know, maybe was penciled into that role for last year, played one game, got hurt. Uh, you know, never really saw it out of Pierre Strong, seemed almost more, you know, like Pierre Strong's more of a runner than, than at that pass catcher we thought he might be, but I got to throw Deuce in, Deuce Vaughn, right? Deuce, <laughs> oh, yeah. Deuce But similar thing, you know, an undersized, kind of explosive, dynamic little toy to play with. I don't know if they're willing to invest in that at what point. You've had J.J. Taylor here for a while. He hasn't Can't really been him. able to. so <laughs> at least shows to me that, like, they're not totally averse to looking at a little guy like that. But I also wonder, is this just kind of a roster presence to prepare them for certain backs, things like that? Does that, does that kind of play really have a role within the offense? I don't know, but at least I
0: know it's kind of on their radar. I'm yeah. kind of with Evan either. You get Gibbs or you just wait till the late round. Yeah. I don't think yeah, it's a yeah. need The, right the two
3: guys I want – you guys just mentioned Gray and Deuce are the next two guys, I think kind of that next tier – Uh, Eric Gray is a really fun player Uh, Really quick, really agile He's got that ability to just jump cut out of things But also has, I think, at the top of the route Is going to be a devastating guy at the top To stick with for linebackers And and middle of the field players And then Deuce uh, Deuce, Deuce darren sproles right yeah. like that's basically who he same is Same school same size yeah. everything and apparently great name i said that and uh our our friend uh video guy bradley uh laughed in my face because i didn't realize that darren sproles went to kansas state <laughs> so he was like yeah evan no kidding he's darren sproles 2.0 that like sounds, that's literally that's, that that's exactly like what he is
1: i know i can hear the snark yeah that's why i like him
3: yeah and uh evan. And he was, I guess, you know, Deuce Vaughn. I, I, I talked to him a little bit at the combine, and I mentioned what, what about the Patriots, and his face just lit up because he was like that's a place that i know would know exactly how to use me <laughs> like you know james white deon lewis uh danny woodhead kevin falk like go right on down the line and he felt like that would just be a perfect fit for him so I, that one's almost too obvious that maybe it won't happen uh but deuce vaughn with a day three pick feels like a slam dunk if you're the page yeah, I, I would agree with
1: the uh, the pass catching ability. That that's what would stand out to me. Deuce Vaughn absolutely has it. Electric player. Uh, really small, like five five, like really really small guy. I'll give you two other uh, day three kind of guys: uh, TCU Kendry Miller yep. and uh, Minnesota's uh, Muhammad Ibrahim. Yeah, he you know Ibrahim is a guy who was really productive in the Big Ten for a while. He had some injury problems. Uh, kind of worry sometimes uh, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me but sometimes the guys that have a lot of carries in college don't always translate Uh, sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't um, but um, we're talking day three picks, not yeah. anybody that you're, like, looking to, oh, if we, if we can get out of this draft and get Kendra Miller. Like, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll be no, 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 we're talking about later on. <laughs> I like uh,
0: Travis Die out of USC, just mm-hmm. a late, late-round guy, you know, downhill runner, Another receiver. you know, if it works He had a bad
3: injury, uh, ankle injury last year in the fall season, and uh, he was at the Shrine Bowl with the Patriots, Travis Dye, and I was looking forward to seeing him practice and unfortunately the the ankle is really bad ankle injury like one of those like gordon hayward type injuries yeah. oh. so uh hopefully he's gonna be okay and and we'll be back to his normal self because he's a perfect pass catching third down might, back might be for an the undrafted Patriots. free agent kind yeah of guy. yeah
2: i'll just throw evan hull out there too i know you yeah. like him yeah Yep.
3: <laughs> Evan Hull's got a little bit of James White in him. He's got he's not necessarily uh, the fastest guy. I don't think he's going to necessarily blow anybody away uh, with his just overall athleticism. But he's got that little quickness at the top of the route to get open. He's got some good feel of the passing game.
1: So a lot of uh, different kinds of running backs. Uh, I think that the the group here is more focused on some of the more versatile guys that can catch catch passes and maybe work in the passing game. I think that was an element that was lacking a little bit, even though Stevenson caught so many passes last year. I, I think that maybe they m- might have wanted that going in, that three down back that they didn't have to dictate based on personnel what they were going to do. But then I think when you see it in practice, you see the workload, I felt like that really caught up with Ramondre Stevenson down the end. I think he ended up with you know almost 70 catches. So it's not like he wasn't productive. He was really, really good. But I think – if you had to do it over again, I think Bill Belichick would look and say maybe the way we have been doing it uh, is the more more preferred route.
2: Yeah, I think you could just get a sense of how they feel about some of these unproven guys, too. Uh, you know, if I not to say I think you take somebody like Gibbs, it, it, look, he's that would be different kind of player yeah. Yeah. but as we get into like you know or are they third round fourth round are they getting a guy that you might expect to come in and play immediately it might you know reflect a little bit on how they feeling I would about agree. strong Harris, monk it'll make for
1: good conversation come this saturday or the draft when uh, when paul's out of gas <laughs> <laughs> um and so Paul. Uh, you know well, I'm hoping it's running backs because it's a position that i can at least speak intelligently on and not necessarily the uh you know, I, I the hope, fourth string guard.
3: I hope <laughs> they draft Deuce. I really do. Oh, oh I, I would I, love that. I'd well, be excited, well, obviously. Yeah. Oh, you mean Deuce Vaughn? Like, yeah. all right, no, no. Now he gets <laughs> the great. Joke. College hockey you know, player drafted in the you NFL. Know how many times have made impressive. that joke to him? And he's looked at me like I had 10 heads. What, and, what, I'm sorry, what do you mean? And he's like, what? Confused what? because
2: what's he I started doing? talking like, what's he talking about? That's the first that, time I played into it, so we're, we're getting, getting it, it
3: down. I, if they draft a guy like Deuce Vaughn, though, I think it's exciting. Even if it's later I on agree. in the draft, it's somebody yeah. that you go watch him against Alabama and he houses that 75 yard touchdown in the Sugar Bowl and you're like, okay, cool. Like, this is a fun player. Right. Playmakers, playmakers, playmakers. And I think that that's gonna be something that people will, will be excited about. I do.
1: Alright. So running backs, so not always my favorite position, but definitely uh one of my preferred spots to talk about come draft time because of exactly what Evan talked about. The electricity that comes with uh some of these guys and, and the big playability that they might bring to the table. So that's gonna put an end to the offensive portion of our podcast. And now um Just to give everybody a little bit of a heads up, I know everybody's always listening to our draft podcasts, right? Uh, We will have one more uh, just ahead of the draft where we'll sort of wrap it all up. We'll tie things together, and I'll put the guys on the spot um, and and have them come up with some first-round picks uh, for the Patriots in the positions of need and and all that. So we'll tie that all together. Uh, Thanks for listening to all of our position podcasts, though, and we'll see you for that wrap-up next week.